Welcome back, guys. We are back with Thought Bubbles. Uh, my name is Tony. I'm Brianna. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, some classic horror and some new reinvented re- horror. I almost said re ingenerized. I don't know why. I don't think that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are going to discuss Dario Argento's 1977 horror film Suspiria and Luca G. (laughs) Just stick with G. Not going to try and pronounce it again. Um, 2018 re-envision of Suspiria. So um, to start it off, of course, your rating for each one on a scale of one to 10. Okay. So I'm trying to think here because I genuinely like them both, but I feel that I'd like the original so much more. So I would probably give the original maybe like, I want to say, I don't know if I want to say a nine or I want to say like an 8.5, but it's kind of in that ballpark and then I would probably give the remake like a seven or like a 7.5. Okay. Definitely. I feel like I like the original so much more, um, but I really did. I was surprised by the remake, <clears throat> at least for me, I was like pleasantly surprised. Right. Um, obviously I'll go more into that later, but that's kind of how I feel about those. So I don't know exactly my rating, but I know that that's kind of the ballpark of what I would put them in. Yeah, it's somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Um, <clears throat> I, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely loved the Dario Argento one. Like, I found it enjoyable. It was, it's, of course, you know, bonkers and just, like, completely weird and completely wild. But there was a certain flair to it, which I'll get into later as well. Um, I think I'm sitting at a nine with the Dario Argento version. Um, with the 2018 version, on the other hand, oof, and it kills me to say because that's such a great cast. Um, I'm sitting at like a five. Okay. Somewhere maybe around a five. Yeah. Um. I have a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> I can't wait to hear because I feel like, you know, you're obviously they're going to be very different for that movie. I think we're going to have very right. similar agreements for the original, but I think for the 2018 version, we're going to have very different, which I think is really cool because I love to hear two sides of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like I was looking it up and there's like several people that absolutely loved the 2018. Yeah. And I respect that. Like yeah. I, honestly respect what um, Luca G did. And then there's people that absolutely hate it. And then there's people that absolutely hate the original. And there's a lot of people that absolutely love the original. So it's, it's always fair game. It's always mixed, mixed bag because these movies are definitely not for everyone. They have a different type of presentation. I guess you can say. They're very like stylized. I would say. They're very, yeah, they're very stylized. They're super stylized. They <sighs> okay. <laughs> Let's drop the intro. Um, 
so everyone knows what uh, Suspiria is. So take a listen, try not to get too scared, and we'll be back in just a second. Roses are red, violets are blue, but the iris is the flower that will mean the end of Welcome back, guys. Um, uh, hopefully, you guys didn't get too freaked out by that, but uh, don't worry, it's just an audio. So, if you guys actually want to take a look at the movies, I mean, they are available to stream and they are available to watch. Um, definitely take a chance on them. But first, uh, let's go ahead and start off with Suspiria, um, the 1997 version. Uh, Brianna, you can go first. Okay. So, this one I'm very passionate about because it's probably like, I would say it's probably my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies, like period, not even specifically horror, but it's just genuinely a favorite movie of mine. Um, I felt like, of course, I feel like we said before, this movie is very like stylized. I think that they both are the story itself. Uh, Dario Argento is right. very eccentric. He's very of a certain of a certain kind of a certain style and um, very artistic. I think this movie is very like artsy. So I don't know if everyone is going to like it. I feel like this movie, I feel like more people might enjoy the 2018 version a little bit more than this one. The only reason I say that is because I think this one, you can tell it's of a certain time, which I don't, I personally don't mind, but I understand that it might, be a little weird pacing wise. Um, it might, there's a lot of like tell and not necessarily show where I feel as in the right. 2018 version, there's a lot more show <clears throat> and it's at a pace for like more modern day viewers. Um, but I think it's just down to personal preference. It's just kind of whatever, whatever kind of movie viewer you are. I personally um, like to kind of look at all different angles of a movie and, especially with horror, I feel like I'm a little bit more critical with, even though of course there's a ton that like I can just mindlessly watch like a lot of found footage. But this one I felt like was very, it was just really good. Like I feel that it was kind of like darker, but also kind of zany and darker more in the sense of like the entire time you had this looming sense of like dread and foreboding and it just had that like weird effect on you while watching which I personally thought was great especially for what ends up happening in the end um oh, yeah. I just feel like and even though it's still like dark in tone it's kind of cool with the juxtaposition of how kind of like colorful and zany it is but I also think that attributes to like it because it's from the 70s um so you kind of like see that especially when our main character goes to like the boarding, like the boarding house kind of thing where she like the apartments where she like, that's where she's going to stay. It's like pink and white and very like colorful, which is kind of funny because then when you go to like the school itself, it's very kind of like a little bit darker. And there's a lot of like 
bright reds and like very trick of the lights here and there. Um, but of course it's like, it's still very spooky. And then the score, I love the score of this one because it's just, it really adds to that sense of dread and that sense of like, Ooh, something's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really clever. It's obviously like very original and uh, I just thought it was just very, very well done. Um, I also, of course, because of the time, there was obviously a lot of practical effects, and which I really liked because I oh, thought yeah. the payoff was so great for these. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really love this movie so much, but I completely understand that a lot of people might think it's weird or might not understand it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think that it's one of those things that either you like it or you don't. And I don't really know how else to like yeah. explain it. It's just one of those types of movies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is, it is of its mm-hmm. time. It's, and you know, back in the, back in the seventies, of course that was like a new, that, that was something that was very new. It was very fresh. It was very different. It was very weird. And what I do like is how Dario Argento really, really lean into it. And he knows he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make a weird ass movie. And here you go. <laughs> and, and for those of you who, who have never seen it, spoiler alert. Um, it is about like witches and like satanic rituals and whatnot. So it, you know, it feeds into that very like a dark, like atmospheric energy and that's what I really liked about it. Because there there were several moments in the 1977 version where I was was kind of, like, on the edge. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this this is – I, I kind of want to know where this is going to go. Like, what are they going to do with this? And there were several scenes, especially with um, – especially just, <laughs> like, with the darkness where it's just, like, pitch black. And all of a sudden you just see eyes. I'm like, that is perfect. It reminds me so much of like Black Christmas, which Black Christmas is not like the scariest movie ever made, but it's, it's kind of scary because of its, um, of its, um, like content. Like, you know, that that stuff happens. And with Suspiria, like, even if you don't like, maybe like, I don't know, believe in stuff like that, it's stuff that happens in that movie or weird occurrences like that, it's, you never know what you can get yourself into when you're alone and you're going to a new place that you've never been before. Like it just kind of feeds into that energy of like you being dropped off, like maybe like in an airport where no one helps you with anything. Like no one talks to you. This is like your first time in an airport. This is your first time in a different country. No one like, it's kind of like you're left to fend for yourself. And that's the kind of vibe I got from this one. And I, re- I really liked it because it's, it's so wild and wacky and out there. Um, plus, like you mentioned before, like the color palette. I mean, it, he accentuates the colors, which are coinciding with like the mood of the scene. That yes. He's which I really like because there's those scenes where you'll get like those really, really like 
intense bright reds yeah. or intense blues yes. or intense like other colors and you can tell that it's just like fitting into the mood of whatever you're watching and i i really like that i also really like the scene when you <laughs> when it revealed at the end what was happening yes. i was like what <laughs> is this it was wild <laughs> it's oh my god the movie's so it's so weird. It's so weird, but it's yeah. so good. And plus, like, I mean, Jessica Harper is so Oh, good. I love her. So good. She's so good. She's so good. And the rest of the cast, here's one thing I will say is when they were having, like, a lot of dialogue, I, I don't know if this was intentional, but it was, I think it was, it seemed very dubbed, but I think it was dubbed, right? Yeah. At, at, I, at I believe parts. so because it's, when you look it up, it's an Italian horror film. And Dario Argento is Italian himself, okay. I believe. So I know that this movie was, I mean, the original, it was, um, I believe, dubbed in a few different um, languages. Like, I think they had one in German, in Italian, and obviously one in English. Um, I think the main character, though, I think she she was speaking English, but I think the rest of it yeah. was very much, like, dubbed for like us um because yeah like you said i think the other characters were speaking a different language yeah because there was like moments where it just seemed very like either they just didn't like i didn't want to be mean i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like either either they're very bad actresses or these are (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm trying i'm trying to see what's happening here but there was like moments that they'd just be like I'm trying to like think of a scene right now. I think it was that one part where she was um, when she. I think it was like after she first got there, and then that one girl Olga was like, "Oh yeah, and you're gonna pay me like fifty dollars like a week or something yeah. like that." And she was just like, she was like, "Oh, am I making you nervous?" And I was just like, "It what what what?" Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think also the audio felt very like off. Um, but I think yeah. like you said, I think it was just because it was like um dubbed over. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be yeah. what it was. I was like, either he made it intentionally to do that or it was dubbed over because his style of filmmaking. Um, if you guys have never seen any of other Dario Gento movies, he um, he's given us a lot of movies. There's a, there's a lot of weird ones too. But um, he made uh, the 1970, I believe it was 1976 or 78, Dawn of the Dead. So he leans into that kind of aesthetic in like all his movies. Like Dawn of the Dead still had the same kind of aesthetic that this mm-hmm. one did. Like even though that one's mostly about zombies, this it still kind of had that leaning kind of cheesiness i guess you can say yeah. but maybe it was like an intentional cheesiness in a yeah way. it like works like even with it even works, with yeah. like how kind of exaggeratedly bright the blood is even you know it's just like that would obviously render mm-hmm. very cheesy like nowadays but it just it works so well in his movie in his movies and i just feel like it yeah. I don't know. It just, it works because the entire thing is so cohesive with like, like you said, the color palette, everything. 
so i don't know it just yeah. works like it doesn't come off cheesy it comes off just like really good like i don't know i just i feel like this movie was just so well done and i just i don't know mm-hmm. i just love it <laughs> and like it gives it gives you so much in just like a 90 minute runtime and yeah. like it like so like a lot happens but it moves along at this pace that's just kind of it just keeps you watching it to where you're just like, what else is going to yeah. happen? And I still think that one of the best scenes and probably one of the creepiest scenes was with, um, oh God, I don't remember the character's name, but uh, I think his name was Daniel. He was a blind Oh, the blind yes. Guy. The dog with the dog. When, he, oh, oh my gosh. That scene in the courtyard, oh, like not only the was anxiety, it, I'm telling you, just just even anx- talking about it right now, like my anxiety level just spiked. Like I, I don't even like to think about it because it's so like unnerving, and it's just, oh, I don't know. It's like <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like the amount of suspense that went into that. It's the camera yeah. pans. It's the faraway camera yeah. angles. It's. And then, you know, another thing that Dario Argento is known for is his um, quick camera shots. So kind of like those quick panning or like a quick yeah. zoom in. And uh, that's, that's of course, you know, present throughout this movie quite a bit. But it's it's so effective to in a way to where you're just like, it kind of catches you off mm-hmm. guard. <laughs> um, yeah, that scene in the courtyard... I I was so shocked and I was not ready for it. Um, even the scene with um, what was that other part? The hanging scene? Oh. 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 oh, that's what I yes. thought you were going to originally say, but then when you said guy, I was like, oh, okay, because this movie is, is pretty much an all-female cast except for that guy, and then there except and then for that guy. there's um, like a cab driver at some point and then there's there's yeah. maybe like an officer at some point too but this is predominantly a whole female cast yep which is great especially i think for that and, time i was like that is awesome that oh, is yeah. so awesome and then what i like is that not only is it all female cast like not all of like they're all made to be these kind of females that are doing what they need to do they're just kind of like living their life like not all of them are made to be damsels in distress like horror movies exactly kind of like you know like i brought up black christmas before unfortunately they did do that in black christmas <laughs> but <laughs> um but this one just kind of paints a picture it's like a different kind yeah. of picture like they're all going to the school and- because they genuinely want to become these amazing dancers and it's just yeah. crazy how, and like, this is, I feel like not a first time, but maybe for its time, like one of the first times that like, you know, women are getting picked off one by one, not because they're like running away or because they're like having sex or anything. It's like, they're literally, they're literally yeah, just <laughs> doing, like you said, they're, they're going for what they want and they're like working and they're, you know, they're away from a lot of their families. Like they're just, they're really trying to live the dream. And then unfortunately they're in a very bad place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which you, and like it, it kind of makes it apparent that there's something wrong here. That's what I like yeah. about it. 
And it makes it apparent that something's going on in this place, but you don't know what it is. And for the most part, there was a lot of scenes where I was confused. I was just like, is it, is it haunted? Did someone break in? Yeah. And then finally, when you get to like the reveal and it's like, oh, you know, witch come in and they have their, you know, master and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's not something that would have ever crossed my mind. It's a total fake out, but like in the best way, because like you said, you're not sitting there like, oh, I know exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. It it just leads you into like, they're in danger. You got to keep watching to find out why they're in danger. (laughs) And oh my gosh. But yeah, the hanging scene, I mean, there's, there's so many scenes that, even the opening scene where um, uh, she goes to her friend's house and she was like all, you know, kind of like disheveled and everything. Mm-hmm. And like you knew something was going to happen when she was looking out the window. Yeah. I was just like, but I, w- I didn't know what to expect because I'm just like, but what, what exactly is going to yeah. happen? Because she is on like the third floor. Exactly. <laughs> And the moment you see the eyes in the darkness right yeah. outside the window, I was like, oh, n- don't. Yeah, guess. exactly. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not ready. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, even that scene, you know, busts through the window and tries to take yeah. it out. And I'm just like, it it seems like that, that are just, so, they're simple, but they're effective. Oh, absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier, like the practical effects. Yes. The practical effects are insane so good and the fact and i think they made this money on like a very very low budget too so i think from what i've heard they he made it for less than seven hundred thousand dollars. what i know and i'm like first of all how yeah (laughs) secondly secondly you really took the meaning of making like cheap filmmaking, cheap yeah. filmmaking done effectively. And cause it, it looks so like, like it doesn't look like amazing or perfect. I, I watched it um, uh, where I watched it. They had it in 4k. So I was like watching it and I was just like, I was like, this looks so different in 4k, but it, like you can really tell the details mm-hmm. and I'm just like, when I looked it up and I found out the budget was so small, I was like, Oh my God, he like, he really knew what he was doing. Probably took his time. Oh, yeah. And he presented this in a way where it's vividly weird. Like it's, it was almost like I stepped into another like dimension. Yes. I was like, this is so trippy. Yeah. It's so weird. Don't no, definitely. But, and I feel like he knew how to like play yeah. around with lighting and like angles and all that stuff for him to make oh, it yeah. look so visually. I mean, in my opinion, so visually stunning. Like I feel like I can take a screenshot of um, like multiple scenes of this film and like just want to have these prints like all over my room like it's just so it's oh, so yeah. visually beautiful and i think just 
from like the lighting of it to the score, like both of that together, it just, oh, it's so good. Like the camera angling and everything. I think that that all attributed to like how, how well it was done. And like you said, for so cheap, he obviously knew what he was doing. He's like, okay, you know, I'm going to cheap it out, but I'm going to ball on a budget. You know, I have to really like, yeah. he had to really sit down and see what is the most important to him and spend only on those things and make everything else just work, you know? Um, so yeah. I was like, I mean, yeah. obviously everything he did was very effective, but I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that it was that cheap. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one hell of a filmmaker. I mean, uh, like I mentioned before, like his other films, like uh, Dawn of the Dead is probably, like in my opinion, like one of my favorite um, zombie movies. And I'm not really a big person on like zombie kind of stuff, but it's it's one of those movies. It's kind of like Night of the Living Dead, like it's you know Night of the Living Dead, it's, even though it's in black and white, it still has its effectiveness because it's so brutal and it's so different. And I think that's why, you know, Dawn of the Dead works so effectively and then just, like, the way he presented this one, it works so effectively because it's brutal in its own right, but it's still effective. And this one wasn't too, too brutal, um there was some scenes of like you know blood and whatnot but you know like we mentioned before like the blood was you know very light colored so it wasn't very like horrific yeah. or anything like it was like you you just knew like okay like this is yeah he, he's going for more of like a they're dead this is more of like a metaphorical kind of like stasis i guess yeah. you could say it was definitely it felt very performative yeah. which was which actually yeah. worked yeah, because it was, like it was meant to like more so push the story along and like like show us what like is at stake here versus it being so traumatic in that moment. Even though, yeah, of course, visually a lot of the things are like, what the heck? But at the same time, you can still yeah. kind of move forward and not be living in that state of complete shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I... Like, even from the beginning scene, like, I thought, you know, maybe, like, this is going to be... Like, I knew it was going to be one of those tripping movies, mm-hmm. so... You know, it was, like, one of those scenes where, uh, at the very beginning, when the, fir- when the first girl, you know, fell, and then um, the other girl got hung, yeah. she was, like, running around, like, banging on all the walls and like that, and I'm just like, nobody hears this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, like, creates that sense of kind of, like, tension where you're just, like... And I think that's what he was going for. It's like a metaphor. Like you, like you're in this place on your own. Like you have to figure out how to get your way out of these scenarios yes. on your own, kind of thing. Yes. And it's so like, like that whole like I was just sitting here, just like with my mouth open, just like the entire time I was watching this movie. I was just like, what? is gonna happen now. yes <laughs> like, like who is gonna die next and how mm-hmm. are they gonna die <laughs> like i'm scared to find out yeah and oh uh, no i was gonna say i'm so glad that you were talking about like it being a metaphor because i genuinely feel like 
this entire movie. I mean, obviously along with the, with the remake, but this one specifically, I felt like it was, like you said, you're like, you're on your own and that's why no one like came to help her. But also I feel like overall, Mm. this is very much kind of like a commentary on the performing arts and specifically things like dance and ballet and stuff like that. Um, Kind of more older forms of, dance um i felt that way also it's very much kind of like the black swan you know in a in a way because it's basically like saying okay well there's obviously a lot of bad things that can happen behind the scenes i mean honestly of anything you can even be like a singer or an actress and be going through a lot like look at britney spears you know so I think it just really showing that there's obviously a, a dark side to this and the fact that it has like the witches in the end. Um, I feel like it was also very much kind of saying, you know, that a lot of people you can't really trust even the people who are very much up there that are supposed to be mentoring you and helping you because they might mm-hmm. have ulterior motives. They might want something from you because you're young and beautiful like they once were and now they're no longer you know so no matter how nice someone may seem to you in that industry they might actually want something else from you which obviously in this sense it was like it was blood versus um versus like their actual talent you know yeah yeah like they they it was pretty much yeah like you said you know it's you never know, like, why someone would want to mentor you or befriend you or something like that. You never know the true intentions of someone that you don't truly yeah. know. Um, another thing I have to bring up that grossed me out so much that <laughs> um, I had to pause it for a little bit was the maggots. Oh, yeah. The maggots in the ceiling. Oh, I yes. Like, I remember that when you were, like, falling on top of her when she was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I know. Why? Yeah. But, um, I mean, that scene is just kind of like that's. It's like almost like another metaphor. Like you, things may look pretty or perfect on the outside, but you never know what can happen. Exactly. Like you never know when it will when it will crack and when it will actually all start to fall Mm -hmm. and show. And. Yeah, I mean, this movie, both both movies, honestly, are like performance art pieces. Like, they're different, they're weird, they're stunning at the same time, they're anxiety-driven, they're <laughs> um, batshit, <laughs> they're, they're a lot. Um, but uh, they create this sense of... Uh, uh, difference in film that you don't see very often, which I do appreciate a lot. So on that note, I feel like we need to <laughs> merge over into uh, Luca's 2018 re yes. of the same movie. Um, one difference I will note is that... Um, at first glance, before I watched both of them at this, uh, you know, of course, I I have seen the original 1977 one 
years ago, but I really did not remember much about it. Um, but I'd never seen the 2018 version. So upon looking at the two on the outside, you know, the 77 version was like 90 minutes. Luca's was two hours and 34. So big I was just jump. like, oh my God, that's a, I was like, that is a big <laughs> difference. Here's the one thing I will say. Like, even though I did state before that, I, you know, based on my rating, it probably wasn't my favorite experience, but I will get into why it wasn't my favorite experience. It really did not feel like it was two and a half hours. Exactly. It moved, yeah, it moved along at such a pace where stuff was happening all the time or it was building to something that you needed to know. And I felt like those two and a half hours just flew by. Like I paused it at one point and I thought like, oh, I don't think it's been that long, right? But no, I was already like an hour and like 22 minutes into it. And I was just like, oh, what? I was like, this this is much has passed already? But that's that's one of the things I will say is that it flows creatively to the point where it's never boring. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I will say is his creative juices uh, may have overflowed. <laughs> At certain moments, um, I get what he was going for. He really wanted to make it different. And even though it's technically the same story-ish, um, he did change a lot of stuff around. He kept most of the same characters, um, but he kind of changed their personalities around a lot. He changed the way they... Uh, the way they they act and project in this one. Um, where I say that his creative juices may have overflown and the cauldron may have bubbled over, uh, I I was very grossed out by most of the movie, and it was to the point where I was maybe that's the reason it was supposed to be. Maybe that was the why he did it. But it was to the point where I was kind of uncomfortable at times that it was so gross. And I was like, there's, I'm that type of person, like, I can handle blood and gore, but there's only so much I can handle. And this gave me a lot, <laughs> especially in the final act. Oh, yeah. I was just like, out of the final act, there was heads exploding mm. and people being cut open and organs falling and dead people rising and i was just like this is not to mention that people are literally (laughs) coated coated in blood yeah yeah i was like this this is a lot and then when you finally see the the mother witch in this one she looked like a toned down job of the hut with sunglasses like she had some radars i'm like what is happening (laughs) i was like this woman is terrifying (laughs) to look at and she was over there, like, spitting in people's face and mouth. Like, she had some kind of poison venom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, she was some kind of, like, poisonous frog. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is horrific. This is so... This is insane. Um, I will say, I really, really appreciate the twist 
in this one. That is one of the reasons why I did not hate this movie or didn't dislike this movie. I don't dislike this movie. Like this version is, it's very different. It's very strange. It's a little more strange than the original. (laughs) Um, But that twist that you get, um, I'll just say the spoiler anyway. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, stop it and watch it. I forgot where I watched it. I think I watched it on Google, but on Google Play. But watch the 2018 version. The original one's available on Tubi, and I think there's another place. I think Crackle. I don't remember. But um, in the original movie, how we mentioned Jessica Harper, who is the actress, she plays a character named Susie, who is our main our main protagonist. Um, in this film, Dakota Johnson plays Susie. The twist in this one is that Dakota Johnson's character, Susie, is actually in on it, I guess you can say. Or she was convinced enough throughout the events of this movie to take part. (laughs) And I will say that caught me off guard big time. I was not prepared. I was also not prepared to see um, Dakota Johnson's breasts that many times, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but I really was not prepared to, for her to be the you know the cre- I'm not gonna say the creator, but like the the person responsible. I guess, for the events that took place in this film. Who's and... responsible for this? <laughs> for all these boobies. <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh. This, oh, that that really caught me yeah. off guard. But another thing that I really have to praise is the score in both this one and the original. The sound editing in this one there were several scenes where it was supposed to be just, you know, kind of like just simple moments of, um, you know, like either someone just walking or someone like, or like when they were making her do the jumps, um, they emphasized it so much to the point where you knew that it, that something else was going to happen. Like, not only did it, like, kind of, like, awaken something else, like, it kind of was, like, a, a story of its own. Like, the sound editing. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's it's so crazy. It's so intense. Like, to hear, like, the background noises, to hear um, uh, background effects, background characters, it kind of, like, took on a life of its own. And... Even though this movie is not as colorful as the original, it's more of like a drab setting. So it's a drab setting, but it's drab for a reason. And when it brings in moments of color, it's very significant. Um, Like the scene that we get when they finally had their like recital and everyone was there at the recital, it's 
they brought it, they had everyone wearing these like string, like it looked like made out of like yarn, but they were like all connected. And it was like this like bright red, like almost like yarn two piece bikinis. I don't know what the hell it was. And it was just like the symbolism was so intense. And I know I'm rambling at this point because I saw it really really sounds like I'm probably taking back that five, which now that I think about it, I am going to take back that five and I'm going to, I'm going to say that I will give this movie a 6.5 because I appreciate how far it went. It may have gone a little too far from my taste at certain moments, but I appreciate the lengths it went to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I like how you're slowly convincing yourself that you like it a little bit more than you originally thought. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, like, I really did think about it. Yeah. I watched, so we're recording this on a Thursday. I watched this on a Monday. So literally three mm-hmm. days ago. And it's been living in my brain. Yeah. It's I, had time to like... Rent-free, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's cooking in my brain. Like, it's been resonating with me. Like, it's it was a weird experience. And... I mean, even when you take that scene when um, Olga left in this one, or she tried to, and they like (laughs) turned her into like a very, very like, like disturbing contortionist. It, it was so intense and it was so weird. And when they all put their hooks, like those hooks inside her, I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like the whole time I was watching this movie, like, I, and I think that's probably why, like, I was so taken Mm -hmm. aback when I first saw it, is that it made me so anxious and, like, uncomfortable throughout so much of it. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I resonated so much with the original one, because it, it took its time with certain scenes where it would like make you anxious. It would make you uncomfortable in certain moments, but the rest of it, it will kind of have you like more like a mystery, like wondering like what else is going to happen. But this one, it was just taking like these like long shots. And it's just like left turn, left turn, left turn. Like it was never going like in a pattern way. Like it would left turn, left turn, left turn. And then all of a sudden like right and then back to left and then straight. And it would like do like all these like weird kind of things. And I, okay, I think I'm done talking. <laughs> <for now. laughs> we'll, we'll probably come back to my thoughts yeah. later. You can but, always pick me back okay. on my thoughts if like anything comes up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So for, Your for this, for the, the remake, um, the thing I liked about this was that I felt like it did a lot of, a lot more show, you know? And I feel like they kind yeah. they took what was amazing about the first one and they kind of decided to add more to it. And I, I know that's probably also why the movie is a lot longer. 
um, because the first one was more so we're going to kind of insinuate things and we're maybe not going to show too much. But now that you've told me about the whole the budget of the, of the original, it makes sense as to why they probably didn't have the budget to show a lot. And they thought it would be just as effective if they kind of more so insinuated things, had things very like behind the scenes, like you can only imagine type stuff and kept right. the money for things that were more so like, okay, no, we can't sit, we can't skimp out on this. We have to have this, you know, versus obviously this one, because it was, this one's on Amazon prime video. Cause it's, I believe it's Amazon original, yes. um, the new movie, the 2018 and I think that obviously they've gotten, you can tell, like just quality wise, they got so, so much more of a budget. Plus the fact that they have, like the cast is very like star studded. You know, we have Tilda Swinton, we have Dakota Fanning, we have Chloe Grace Moretz. Dakota Johnson. Oh, sorry, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Dakota Fanning. I, I think my heart would have busted if I was seen Dakota you Fanning. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. <laughs> They go to Johnson and then we have Mia Goth. And um, it's crazy because I'm just looking at the cast thinking, wow, like they obviously had to pay these actors pretty well. Um, And on top of that, you know, just the production value of it was obviously really nice, too. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. And I also feel like the way that the original versus the 2018 version um, the way that they are very different reminds me of it's kind of like the Halloween effect with the original and the, the Rob Zombie remake. Um, so it could be good or bad because I do actually like the Rob Zombie remake, even though I understand the problems with it and why it kind of does kind of take away from the original because right. the original was set a certain way. I mean, then again, yes, Halloween, like Suspiria, also had a budget thing where they essentially made it for nothing. And that's why it came out the way it did. But at the same time, it's there are certain things that are kind of left to be unsaid. And that does make it a little bit more scary or unsettling. Um, it's kind of like if you just give us everything, you show us everything, more of like a backstory and stuff, We might, it might not be as effective because sometimes the unknown is a lot creepier than like showing us like in our face. Um, But um, I don't know. I think it worked for this film. I think it, I really liked the stuff that we got to see. Um, I don't know. Like I totally see what you mean about certain imagery that happened. And, but I think I didn't mind certain things as much. Um, I will say, yeah, I agree that it was, very like uncomfy but I think it really worked because it was kind of it was meant to be uncomfortable and I think they took the sense of uncomfortable that you felt in the original like that looming sense of dread but they made it obviously a little bit more different of course they, I think they sexualized it a little bit more in the the mm-hmm. new one than in the original the original was a lot more modest um but the cool thing and I don't know if you caught on to this or if you knew this but um jessica harper is actually in the oh, remake yeah. yeah yeah i did catch yeah that. so she she plays like um 
like aside like next to Tilda Swinton, like one of the other I don't know if she's a director or she's like a like a teacher or something. But I had a feeling she looked familiar, but I didn't really put two and two together until I was kind of looking stuff up from this movie and I realized that she kept popping up and I thought, oh, because the original and I was wondering what happened to her, like the actress, because I really haven't seen her since the right. original. And boom, she's in the remake. So that's really cool. I really like I like that she was a part of it because it felt almost like she's kind of blessing it and saying, oh, yes, you guys can continue to tell the story. <laughs> so I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. what, um, what I heard about that, actually, is that Luca actually <clears throat> called her. And asked her if she wanted to be a part of it. Oh, wow. But asked her if she would play, like, one of those roles and if she knew how to speak German. (laughs) Which, when he asked her, she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is probably something I would have done, too. And then she had to go and learn German before she (laughs) they shot the movie. Well, she does a great job. It came out great. Yeah, she pulled it off. Yeah, definitely. All right, I see you. But yeah, I just I feel like there's um, there's a lot in this movie that we obviously didn't get in the original. Um, I will say that as I was watching it, of course, I kept making like um, comparisons to the original, and I was I was yeah. at first while watching it, I was like disappointed because I was like, oh no, they're not doing like the hanging scene, and I was really excited to see that like in more like HD version, you know. Um, but then they yeah. didn't do it. And obviously as the movie goes on, you see there's like this other really big effective scene with, like you were saying that the girl was being, you know, contorted and all that stuff, um, which I thought was really interesting. And I think that that, to me, that was this movie's hanging scene, like version, you know? So to me, yeah. I feel like, yeah, they didn't do that, go that route, but they went this route, which... I think really worked for this film because what I like is it wasn't trying to be the original scene by scene. You know, of course they, they very much, they very much stuck to obviously the original because how are you going to be a remake and go completely off course? But I think that they just kind of more so enhanced it and made it a little bit more palatable for a more modern day viewer. Um, And I think that's why I personally think that, when other people watch it, they might favor this one more than the original, just because I understand the pacing of the original, even though it's shorter, I do feel like you, like you said, they take more time with the original. And so if you are more appreciative of that pacing, that's taking more of its time that like slow burn, but it has a really great payoff, but some people can't do those slow burns. So they, they might need something that's like, go 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 like every scene is like something something big and i do think that this movie there's a lot of shock value but it i think it's to really Mm -hmm. engage the viewer um and i think that maybe the director was just trying to be channel his inner dario argento just trying to be really weird and really different um but of course more modern date so like weird and zany back then obviously translated very differently than in today's standards. Um, I thought this movie honestly could have been a 24. I'm surprised it wasn't. 
Um, because, yeah, that's what yeah, I felt because too. it was very A twenty four esque, and um, I think that's the only way I could like justify how <laughs> weird it was. Um, anytime something's weird and it's A twenty four, I always just write it off as oh well, that's just A twenty four for you, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it's just there. It's just there. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> but I, I do feel like I enjoyed this movie more than you did, probably. But I think that maybe just because I thought, oh, that's, I think it's cool that they made something a little bit more updated. Even though, like, I would have still been fine if they only had the original be the original. But I'm actually really glad that they kind of decided to elaborate on everything and but i i think it was really interesting that they gave Susie more of a background versus in the original we mm-hmm. really don't know anything about her other than she's from america she and from she's Ohio. coming yeah. you know to this foreign country doing her thing versus in the remake you know we get more information about her we get that she lived on a farm and she comes from what looks like what would you say they're like Amish or Mormon or <clears throat> um something along those lines because I think I think they stated that she was from Ohio. yeah but then when they show flashbacks when she was younger she was you could tell she was like living oh, in yeah. a home where they were wearing kind yeah. of like yeah it was very like farm like they were wearing like kind of like very farmy type clothes but you can tell that they were yeah. like they had they're... to do something there was no like playing games or anything like that yeah, it reminded me a lot of like, uh, like a mix of like Little House on the yes. Prairie. Kind of yeah. Vibe. So then it's crazy because I, I was trying to figure out if they were trying to insinuate that she was maybe of a certain religion and maybe decided that that was no longer for her. Maybe she was excommunicated. Who knows? And so I think when she got to this um, school, maybe being a part of this like cult was. I mean, once she ended up catching on was kind of more of a it resonated more with her and she was like oh i just kind of want to belong in a sense so i think that's why she was more willing to go that extra mile and be in the end what she ended up being (laughs) right right um so i mean like with this one i think it's the same with both but with this one they um they really made it seem as though the girls they were looking for were like vessels right if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing, unless I missed it, but I feel like I was paying attention very much <laughs> to this movie. Um, uh, what do you call it? I can't, like, I don't know if they, they showed when she decided to become the vessel or when it happened, but I feel like it just kind of happened. Yeah. I don't think that it was like, cut and dry like oh she decided one day but I think you can kind of I think throughout when you're paying attention you can kind of gauge maybe like a certain energy or a certain demeanor or maybe a certain look on her face I can't really pinpoint it right now but there must have been like a shift obviously where you can kind of start to like see her maybe be more into it or maybe catch on more or maybe start to act a certain way or I don't I really can't pinpoint it and remember exactly but i'm pretty sure at some point she just kind of switched yeah yeah i mean i guess i can't see that because i mean like if you take that scene where they had the the recital yeah. she was very very 
in character oh, yeah. there. Like she was like she you can tell like she was kind of either very focused or she was like a different person in a way. Yeah, I think she was and, very like I think it was like kind of almost like a trance. Like she was in a way influenced yeah. because I think throughout this movie you see that um specifically Tilda Swinton's character, she's like kind of very like touchy with Susie and but like in the way of like she touches certain pressure points and to me because mm-hmm. we know that she's a witch like I feel like she's kind of in a way not putting a spell on her but like but like yeah putting a spell on her you know yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense that does make sense I mean I mean speaking of Tilda Swinton like Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's just, <laughs> she's great. She's great. She's great in everything she does. And I, I did read a comment where someone said that she was uh, robbed of an Oscar for this movie. And I, I do believe yeah. that, too, because she, she pulled Oh, yeah. Off. Um, she, what I like about her character is she gave that sense of, you know, something is wrong. And you kind of think she's like the head witch. And I mean, especially like if you're going into this like right off, like fresh off the other one, like you know the story, so like you're you're thinking like, oh, she, she's the she's the coven leader here, but she gives off like these kind of like different vibes of she is danger, but she's also comfort because you would see those scenes where she was she never really got like super like crazy or super like upset or anything yeah like everyone else Mm -hmm. would but she she was very like more reserved Mm -hmm. and even at the very end even at the very very end when you find out that that uh susie was like you know like pretty much had converted to the rest of it um she was even like trying to comfort her she's like if this is not something that you want to do like i can immediately take this all away like you don't have to do it if you want to and that's just something that I did I did like of how her character developed and was very wasn't very just one sided. Yeah. She was very like broad. Like she can be scary, she can be intimidating, but she can also be comfortable and she can be reliable. Yeah. And I and I mean Tilda Swinton, you know. Like I said, Tilda Swinton can pull off. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> this is the woman that played the White Witch in <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. Like she, she, she's got yeah. you back. Um, and and then you know, bringing in Mia Goth, like you, like you watch Mia Goth in so many different movies, and she's able to project certain things. And here, she was able to project this innocence mm-hmm. and. It was like innocence with like a mix of naivety, yeah. with kind of like, um, ang- like an anxiety, mm-hmm. and you kind of connected with her character because it was very, very relatable. She she was also, yeah she was very relatable. She was also very broad. Like she was very you know like, you know full full kind of spectrum of like emotions. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were several times where I thought she was, uh, she was the one that was in. Yeah. 
and then all of a sudden she kind of changed to where she like kind of in the original with um, her character of Sarah, where it's Sarah kind of like learned like, oh, this isn't right. Like what they're doing isn't right. Like we need to stop yeah. it. But then like there was those moments like um, when she was trying to find out what happened to uh, spoiler alert, Chloe Grace Moretz is in it for like a brief hot yeah. minute. But <laughs> um, when she was trying to find out what happened to Chloe Grace Moretz's character, Patricia, she met with this this older gentleman who was her therapist, and he was explaining to her, like, hey, like she noticed that there's weird things happening yeah. here. It's probably best if you don't get out. He was trying to kind of like trying to warn them, yeah. and she brushed it off, like, oh, there's nothing yeah. wrong here. And that's why there was there were so many times where I like got the vibe, like maybe this is going to be like the original. Maybe Susie is really going to be like, kind of like the one that is shocked by the uncovering of yeah. it all and then kind of stops it. But that really took a detour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm kind of glad that, <laughs> that they, really they did. They ended up going a different route yeah. because, you know, you could still watch both these movies and get different experiences. And it's not like a, scene by scene cut and paste you know it's not like oh well i've already seen that story it's like oh wait like i've seen that story but this is a bit of a different version right right it's almost like it's like turning like uh not no offense to the original (laughs) (laughs) and i mean like take no offense to it anyway because these books are fantastic taking like a goosebumps book and like making it into like the length of like a Harry Potter novel. Like you are adding more depth and more intensity and more creativity and more like, you're almost creating like this fantasy world in a way. And this movie is is in no way a fantasy. It is a freaking movie. But (laughs) uh, it's like creating this world that's like so different. Mm -hmm than what you know mm-hmm. and it's almost like inviting you into something that you're not ready for and you're not prepared to f- like kind of like face and i feel like that's also kind of like where this one falls into like the metaphor stance also because it kind of falls into that like it's she was thrown into this this you know, world of ballet that she thought was just a world of ballet, but it had a completely different underlying center. And it was something that she, whether or not she was going to like it or dislike it, she had to face it. Yeah. And it was like the rigorous training, just like in the original one. Like it was the rigorous, you know, um, uh, practices and whatnot mm-hmm. like it it takes a toll on you mentally and physically mm-hmm. and it's just something it's kind of like a metaphor for life like you never can be prepared for what you're gonna face exactly it's just gotta go with it. and i also feel like what you were saying about the you know rigorous what they were going through um in terms of like the dancing so i feel like yeah of course they did show a bit of the ballet and the dance in the original but i feel like a big difference for the the remake is that they 
actually showed them dancing versus like in the remake i feel like it was a lot of like okay well we're gonna show that you're like in a class and you or it could be like oh they're starting the class or the like mid class or they're just walking out of the class or something and i'm sure you know like i said a lot of this is more like tell that than than actual show um so i think that a lot of it probably like you said had to do with the budget but the thing I thought was really cool about this one is we got to see more of the dancing because um, I felt like that's kind of what lacked in the original is that I would kind of like to see like how intense it was because the the remake really showed like the intensity of the dances and like the intensity of mm-hmm. like each dancer and like how good, you know, our Susie character is like i mean she obviously had to be good like how do you just take someone from america and put them in this like foreign um dance school when i mean i'm sure you have tons of applicants that are nearby like what makes this american so great so i would love to see that you know she's obviously somewhat good so i i feel like we actually got to see them dance in this one versus the original um and of course they just added a ton of more things. So they were like, well, we're actually going to show them dancing, you know? Um, and then they have like their, their whole like number at the end where they're like recital or whatever. Um, so that was really cool. So I do appreciate that they, like we, we got to see more of that because I mean, it is a dance school. So like, I would like to see some dancing, you know? And, yeah, and I like how the whole scene of of um, Dakota Johnson dancing, and then we see this um, other one of the other students that ran off crying. You know, she got um, trapped in this other like dance studio that like was all mirrors, and we see her like contorting while Dakota Johnson is also dancing, kind of in the same way of the contorting, but. It just, it was so right. crazy. And I thought that scene was so good. It was so cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting that they, they implemented the dance and the horror together, you know, versus like the original was more so like the in-between classes and like at night and all that stuff. It was never really during like the classes and you don't really get to see anything during the classes. Um, not that, I mean, I don't need a whole like hour of them just dancing. I don't need to see a whole class, but like, I just, I want to see like, you're at a dance school. Cool. I want to see you guys kind of at least do that. It's kind of like when you watch, um, like a high school movie or a high school show and they're in high school, but you never see them in class. Kind of felt like that, you know, I I don't need to see a whole lecture, but like, at least kind of show me you're in class, you know? That's like, you know, like taking like, not to bring up, bring it on, but I'm going to bring up, bring it on. Uh, that's like taking, <laughs> bring it on and like taking out all of the cheerleading scenes and just leaving it to your imagination. Exactly. Like them just walking around <laughs> with the pom-poms and the cheerleading outfits and them just talking about cheerleading, but we never see them cheerlead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. The original that that is kind of that is what they did. I'm I'm also not sure if it was like budget related yeah. or what, but or maybe like a time time frame mm-hmm. relation. But it was a lot more 
left up to your imagination. Like mm-hmm. they just got out of class, like kind of assume, like you just assume. That's yeah, and did. not that that like takes away from the movie at all, and it, I don't think it. I don't right. think it um, is kind of like the make or break for me or like, but I think that was really interesting that they implemented that more into the remake, which I thought was actually really, really good. And I feel like if you're going to add anything, definitely add that. Um, and I think that really works for the remake. And that's what I, that was one of the things I really liked about the remake. And I feel like they actually, you can tell it was made by someone who was genuinely a fan of the original and wanted to kind of do their own spin on it, but like not totally yeah. defer from the original. Like the fact that he even asked, you know, um, what's her name? The original Susie. Um, yes. Yeah, the fact that he even asked her to be a part of it was so cool. And I mean, yeah, like if I ever, you know, was a part of some, some kind of remake, I would definitely want to reach out to all the originals. Like, that's awesome, you know? So I thought that was really cool. So I don't know, sometimes you can tell when something's done by like a fan. And sometimes you can tell when something's done just as like a cash grab. And I truly felt like this was done with like a fan's mind um, and like heart and all that stuff. And I don't know. I, I thought it, I liked it. I thought it was well done. I thought that, of course, by no means is it perfect. And of course, I love the original so much more. Um, but this one to me was a very pleasantly surprising, nice remake, which I went into it honestly right. thinking, oh, it's going to suck. And I ended up really, really liking it. And it's it's I end up anytime I rewatch the original, I tend to like just end up rewatching the remake as well because I do think that they are a really great pair to watch hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean it's not not only like the differences between the two, it's just like you said, seeing seeing this in an artistic way from like a person through a person's eyes, like Luca, seeing, you know, his expansion on Dario's version is so interesting to watch. And they may have similarities story plot wise for the most part. Um, They're also kind of like their own movies in a way. Like it's almost like taking the original, um, uh, the original uh, characters and the original product of whatever it may be and a trademark of something, putting your spin on it, but kind of making it in a way where it honors the original, but it's still kind of like almost like a standalone version of itself. Exactly. And I think you guys have heard it here from all this talk about this movie. I think my rating is about to go up oh. again. <laughs> so i think i will have to say because i really really did appreciate what luca brought to the table i am gonna say a seven i'm gonna say a seven because of its brutal honesty period Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it, it really felt like an a24 movie which i 
like I love a 24 film. Mm-hmm. So it felt like along that line of something. Yeah. And it gave me like very much like Midsommar. Yes. And it was, it was very like, you're brought here for a reason, but you don't know what that reason is exactly. yet. And then you kind of, they find out what the reason is and you're shocked by the reason. Yeah, and then like the cult vibes and, of it all. Yeah, yeah. Like it gave me very like Midsommar yes. vibes. The first one gave me, the first one gave me, Daughter's version kind of gave me like, if I, so if I had to compare them between A24 films, because we re- like, they really do, like this one really yeah. feels like one. The original one kind of gave me the witch without that modern old English talk. kind of, you know, yeah, uh, yeah talk, the dialogue okay. mixed, mixed with like, hold on, mixed with like hereditary, hereditary? Okay. In a way, yeah, I, I, I had like a maybe feeling some you were say hereditary. hereditary. I was like waiting for you to say hereditary, and then you said the witch, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a blend between mm-hmm. those two, like not like everything of those two, but kind of like elements. Especially of those. the ending. I like when you said hereditary. I was picturing like the end scene. When they yeah. go up to the um, like yeah. the treehouse, I feel like that yeah. part it, it, to me, yes. Like if you're looking solely at like that scene, I do feel like it's very Suspiria esque. You know the original. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, they 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 both have vibes of an A twenty four yeah film, and this must because I like I'm pretty sure A twenty four has been around for like. I don't know how long they've been around yeah. for. <laughs> I don't know when what their what their first movie was or when their yeah. first movie was. But I feel like their filmmakers they get are similar to what Dario Argento would have. Yes, definitely. And they're really taking those like they're taking those elements and kind of like either making it their own or just kind of like getting ideas for yeah. stuff. And Luca really took that from Dario, which I re- which I really yes. appreciate. I really do appreciate. That. Like the the vibes are definitely because... there. Like the like oh, the yeah. inspiration is definitely there. Um, I think that overall, it was a, a really. I think it was a very respectful, very lovely ode to Dario. Um, I, like I think Luca oh, yeah. did this very respectfully and very beautifully, um, and didn't just kind of throw out everything that Dario did. He totally used it as like, look, like I love your work and I'm going to just kind of go off a little bit, but I'm going to still keep very much that same energy, that same vibe that you came up with. So I thought that was really, that was really great. And see, you know, like when I was looking at the, like the reviews between the two, like, the original Suspiria is like you look it up, like it's usually sitting at like an eight or a ninety-six mm-hmm. or like a four and a half out of five. Like it's like it's very set in that cornerstone because of its time period and because it like set like a it set a certain bar for horror movies that wasn't really 
nobody was really aware of that. Exactly. And now that we're completely aware of it, Luca has taken this to a completely new level, completely different level. And like you can you can see how it's how it's so different. Like even looking at the reviews, mm-hmm. like um, Rotten Tomatoes, I think the the 2018 one has like a 62 percent, and like the audience score is like a 49. But I, yeah, I think it's because of kind of like what I mentioned before. Like it's so brutal and it's yeah. so like uncomfortable at times. And I feel like people weren't ready That's for true. that. But then if you think if you think about it though, because it really takes those vibes of her, of Midsommar and Hereditary, and people really there's a lot of people that really really like those movies. There's people that hate yeah. those movies, but there's a lot more people that like Midsommar and Hereditary. And I'm just like, and I like Midsommar. So that's what's, that's also what's really shocking for yeah. me to say that I really, really enjoyed Midsommar. And that's probably one of my favorite, you know, horror Same. movies when this one kind of took me back, but this one kind of took me back. Cause I don't think I was ready for what this was going to give me. True. Midsommar. I was kind of prepared in a way. I didn't know this extent. But I knew like it was like what it was. Like I knew it was gonna be something that was like gonna be like super out yeah. there and weird and Ari Aster is insane. See, I'm <laughs> I'm curious to see like I would love for someone to watch the twenty eighteen version having not ever seen the original. And I just want to see what I want to see what their opinion is, like solely just based on this one, like just act as if this one is like its own standalone kind of thing, Um, because I would like to see I would like to see that opinion of that, Um, because I don't know. I think that maybe because I I think I can kind of see what you're talking about of like it was unexpected because in the original and because you obviously seen the original and then you saw the remake. So I'm thinking because the original was it never truly went there, went there. And you kind of just like, it was very much insinuated. I think that maybe this one, you were maybe thinking it was going to be a little bit more so around those lines. And it kind of just said like, Oh yeah, but this time we're actually going to show you and then some. So maybe it was because of your reaction or like your feelings towards the original and so you carried it over to this one um i'm just i'm curious you know i mean i don't know if i mean maybe it could just totally be like you know disturbing in its own right and i i do think it is um but i don't know i'm just curious because i like i know you watched the original i've watched the original and so i think that obviously our opinions are very much because we're comparing the both you know Versus, I think I would right. love to see it through someone's eyes that has only seen the remake. You yeah. know? Yeah. Kind of like pretend like the original one yeah. is like so buried and so underground that just kind of like don't even know that, that one exists. Yeah. And just take this as like a new experience. This would probably be a lot more different. Yeah. It would probably be a lot different for yes. sure. I. Like, especially if I wouldn't have watched them back to back, I think, I think that's kind of threw it off yeah. for me was watching them back to back, even though they are like those kind of experiences that you yeah. kind of, like you really want to watch. Them yeah. Um, 
especially on watching the original, like you want to you want to see this. Yeah. One. But this one, like I feel like if I would have left it at that point where I know I had watched the original, but I didn't remember anything about it and it had been so yeah. long that this one was gonna be like a fresh fresh take like honestly like i had, i knew i had watched the original but i kind of forgot about it for a while because it had been so yeah. long and when i watched it like i wasn't in that state of mind to kind of like really take advantage of like what it was yeah like i just watched it just because it was a horror movie and that's it end of story, yeah. and i just moved on i get you but yeah. <laughs> like this one like if i would have left it as that and like taking this one in as like a whole like new experience yeah yeah this one would probably been like a lot that's true and i mean like even talking about this one now like i i appreciate it oh yeah definitely i appreciate it more because it's marinated i let it sit i let it kind of like fester in my brain i thought about a lot of it and i was like i appreciate it oh definitely um so then now i'm thinking because um for those who listen to this podcast you know we have another um we have another co-host, Steph, and she couldn't do this episode because she hasn't watched the original or the 2018 version. So um, she couldn't watch them in time to do this episode. So I'm hoping that maybe on her own time, she can still watch the 2018 version. I would love to just personally hear her thoughts just yes. for my own reasoning, not even for the podcast. But that would be really interesting. <laughs> I know. So now we got to get her to, maybe, to maybe watch you- it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get her to watch it. Maybe we'll make it a bonus. That episode. would be interesting. Like a little, like okay, guys, this is the results. <laughs> like here we go. Here's all our different thoughts. Watch her like love it more than us. Right. I know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it could be like maybe a mini sode. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we. I definitely would would need to hear her. Oh, definitely. Because it's it, it's just such a different movie. It's such a different movie than what you're expecting. And I mean, like I watched, uh, like I mentioned to you before, like I watched um, Crimes of the Future the other day. Oh, yes. And that movie is also on that level of kind of like shock value mixed with like disgusting. The the main problem with that movie is that it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you can't be disgusting shocking and exactly boring. so like and then the thing with this movie is that it's wild and disgusting and but it's never boring ever oh yeah never like, at boring. any point in time never boring like a never once that i think that it was a dragging you know dragged in any places yeah. like even though the original one is like very slow, slow paced at times, like it doesn't drag either. Yeah. Like it still kind of keeps you like with it. Like you, you're still kind of with the story. And then this one just keeps you in the loop. Just kind of, Oh, we're going to throw this at you. Oh, we're going to throw this at you. Oh, guess what? You thought we were going this direction. Now we're going. This yeah. Direction. And that, you know what? That's, <laughs> I did appreciate that. I did appreciate Oh that yeah. A lot. Like this movie is both of these movies are something yeah <laughs> they're definitely yeah. something so good though. and i mean there's people that also like a lot of people have different tastes a lot of people have different tastes um some people may not like this movie at all 
um, which I've, I have read several people that actually despise this movie. Um, and then there's like people that really liked like crimes of the future. And there's a lot of people that didn't. And it's just in that weird, it's in that, that area of kind of balance. Yeah. Like people have different tastes in filmmaking and crimes. Okay. So not to go on a tangent, <laughs> but briefly, briefly, <laughs> um, the Crimes of the Future is directed by David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg is known for very disgusting and weird and crazy movies. So if you thought Dario Argento was weird, he's more artistic. Yeah. Um, uh, I, what, why did I just forget his name already? God, I'm so... <laughs> I've been talking so much. I just forgot what I was Who, talking David about. Cronenberg? Um, David Cronenberg. There we go. I almost said David Argento. <laughs> um, David Cronenberg made a movie in, I think it was 1983. And I watched it. And it's it has James Woods in it. And it has Blondie, Deborah Harry. And it's called Videodrome. Mm. And it is very weird. Like, it's weird to the point where you have to sit and think about it and wonder if you're still in reality anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, this was a lot to say. Yeah. And it's also disgusting. Mm. But um, that's kind of, from what I've read and what, what I've kind of seen, that's what David Cronenberg is known for. Is for going that kind of like going that route, that route of like super gory, but in very intricate detail. I guess you can say. Yeah. Dario is known for going in that way of weird and different and artistic. Yeah. And then, I mean, this was Lucas' first like dive into a horror movie as far as I know. Cause I mean, the only movie other movie he had directed was call me by your name. Oh, and okay. that's completely different. Completely different. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I, I, I know it's definitely not horror. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like, but it also has those scenes. Maybe that's what he's known for. Scenes of kind of like uncomfortable, but kind of like raw okay, in a way. And that's kind of what calling by your name is, is it's kind of uncomfortable, okay, but it's also kind of like a raw emotion kind of thing. Okay. And I mean, calling by your name is literally the the story of a teacher and like a 16 year old boy having an affair. So yeah. So it's like, it's, it's It's, it's definitely like shock value, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I, I feel like that's probably like his shtick. So that's why this movie is the way it mm-hmm. is. But this movie is done in a way to where it's, now that I think about it, it's very well done. <laughs> so are you changing your, your thing again? <laughs> You're rating again? I am, well, 
No, no, no. It's, it's taking a seven. It's taking a seven. By the end, it's you're for be sure. Like, Listen, guys, I give it this instead. This is my rating. My new, my updated rating. It's like you know what? The original one isn't a nine. This one's at an eight point seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna keep this at a yeah. seven. Um, mostly because of the shock value. Yeah. And I feel like the shock value was just a, a little too much for me at times. But it, if you look at it for not its visual standpoint, for its metaphorical standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a different experience. Oh, definitely. So definitely. Yeah. So that, that I I do I do like that. I do like that. So, I mean, some people say that I have to look at crimes of the future the same way. It's a metaphorical. It's full of metaphors, and it's <laughs> something you can't take in. But see that here's the thing: is that I sometimes I get like frustrated with people who say things like that. Of like, well, you just didn't like it because you didn't understand it, and it's like, well, it's fine. Oh, I don't think that we're all meant to like sit there and dissect like a movie. You know, I think it's fine if you want to yeah, do that. No. That's on you. But I don't think it's fair to tell everyone that they have to do that or they have to think that way. We're not all, you know, critically thinking about certain movies. I mean, there's movies that I even watch that are just for mindless entertainment. Like, I love rom-coms, but I'm not dissecting them because they're just not really right, ones that right. I personally feel like I want to dissect, you know. And um, But I feel that, you know, if sometimes you just don't like a movie, you just don't like a movie. You know, like, it just, it's not yeah, that deep. You exactly. Know? Exactly, exactly. People take it to an extent where they they really they really deep dive into it and they're just like this this is what it's going for. This is the meaning behind yes. it. And you're just like like you may have not got that. Exactly. And like now you went and like maybe someone explained it to you and you're just like, Okay, I get it. I still don't like exactly. it. Exactly. I, I, I feel that it, way. I That's the way I second. feel about the lighthouse. And I, I yeah. really, here's the thing. I think it beautifully done and I love Defoe and Pattinson. I think they did amazing, but I just didn't understand it. And I didn't really like it. And it's not a movie that I'm going to rewatch. And I had a friend try to like explain it to me and they were like, well, you just didn't understand it. That's why you didn't like it. And I was like, well, I mean, I understand it now that you're telling me, but I still, even knowing what it was about, I still didn't like it. <laughs> yeah and it's fine if you like it it, that's fine but i just wasn't a fan of it yeah i took like that was one of those movies that after i watched it i actually had to go and read a bunch of articles and watch a bunch of youtube videos like deep diving into like what the movie was really trying to say and i i posted it one time and i was like yeah i after you know extensive research i understand what this movie was going for but it's just not my cup of tea and i didn't like it and i remember somebody really lashed out at me they were just like oh you're just brainless you're probably just like over there like giving like stupid marvel movies like high ratings just because they're fun and i'm just like yeah but they're fun like you there's a certain type of person that can watch a movie and have fun exactly. with exactly And there's a certain type of person that will watch a movie and really deep dive, dissect, just take it bit by bit apart. And I'm not one of those people that does it for everything. Like there's certain movies I will do that to, but when it doesn't call for it, 
It doesn't call for it. There's a reason it doesn't call for it. Like you mentioned before, rom-coms. Rom-coms yeah. are rom-coms. Like you're, you're not meant to point out its flaws that are completely obvious oh, yeah. or something at times. Like it's it's just something that you sit there and it's goofy and it's fun and you just, you just sit there and laugh at it and you're just like, okay, that was, that was cute. That was charming. Exactly. You know, it makes you feel good. It makes you, you know, comfortable. And... But I, I completely agree with the lighthouse. Lighthouse is that was that was a weird one. I like it as a visual piece, but not, yeah, not as a story, not as a story. Definitely, <laughs> like yeah, beautifully done. I do not regret watching it because it was just so visually beautiful. But am I trying to watch it again? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> no, well, it's the same way with the witch. Like I think I've seen the witch like maybe yeah. once or twice. I saw it in mm-hmm. theaters. It, like don't get me wrong i like yeah. it it's, it's good but maybe after like the second time i think i'm okay yeah no like, for sure and it's i think both of those are by the same director right okay yes. so i'm realizing yeah. that with that director i think visually he he's got it like beautiful stunning i, I think he gets great actors like i love anya taylor joy and i mean i love who he got for the lighthouse like great but i just i don't know the way he tells the story maybe isn't for me <laughs> yeah yeah it's the same it's the same way i am with him like i've, I've literally seen all of his movies and it's he has that same kind yeah. of thing like it's he tells a story in a certain way like the Northman. the Northman's not a horror movie yeah. but it's it's told in a way where it's very brutal detail mm. it's visually very pleasing but storyline i was just kind of like i don't think i'd ever take the time out of my day to watch this <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i'm not gonna search this movie out. yeah but if you take a movie like midsommar or hereditary oh, um like i i can watch those pretty much like any like halloween time like around fall and like that like it's just it gives me those vibes of watching exactly exactly it's very see with hereditary though like i love hereditary but i've only seen it maybe twice maybe like one and a half but genuinely that movie like really freaked me out so i don't rewatch it for the purposes of like i'm just gonna feel really uneasy um like in the best way though, like I thought that was such a cool reaction that I had to it because it just really showed how great it was. And I love that movie. I recommend everyone watches it at least once, but I just can't bring myself, like I get nervous just thinking about possibly watching it again. And, um, but Midsummer, yeah. like I watch that all the time. Like it's one of my favorites, which is crazy because it's very disturbing. I mean, a lot of Ari Aster's like just disturbing in general but I that one mm-hmm. I feel like I can watch way more than I can even touch Hereditary again <laughs> yeah yeah I see that I see that Hereditary was a lot it was a lot yeah. to take in it's and it's not just like a lot of like horror just kind of like shock value kind of stuff it's a lot of like it takes a lot of you emotionally yes, it takes a yes. lot of you emotionally because it's just like so taxing to watch them go through yeah. this, and it's just like oh exactly, my God. like it, it kind of it's like energy. Drink. Yeah, like super <laughs> effective, super good, like super well done. I just know for my personally, my own energy, I can't do it <laughs> again. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have several movies that are like that that I I don't think I can I can stomach yeah. through again. Like for sure, one of them is the taking of Deborah Logan. <laughs> I saw it once, and I was just like, I don't oh think I can gosh, stomach that, this that again. Like this is a lot. Me up. Like <laughs> it's so it weird. Is. And I think that that scene towards the end where she was eating that kid, I was like, Oh my gosh. I literally watched that movie like, um, like a couple years ago, like kind of recent, but like with my, with my two girlfriends and we were watching it uh, and we were like, what is happening? Like it caught us so off guard <laughs> and we just could, we were freaking out, but also kind of laughing at the same time. Cause it was just so out of nowhere. It was so ridiculous, but it was also so scary at the same time. It was like, we didn't know what feeling to feel. <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of those movies it's just one Mm -hmm. of those movies and another one i can't think of the title of it right now but it's one movie that i've seen once i think i've kind of pushed it towards the back of my brain maybe that's why i don't remember (laughs) the title of it but i remember the storyline it had something to do with this two daughters come back to visit their mother and she was like she was recently widowed and she's like, a, she's like a much older woman. So she's like, possibly like maybe like in her 70s. And I just remember something about towards the end, like she had some kind of like hereditary disease and her skin flaked off at one point. And she was like this like shriveled, like looked like a burnt, like someone that just went through like a really bad fire, but skin was gone i feel like i know what you're talking about i just can't think of the name but i feel like what you're saying is very familiar like i feel like i've definitely seen that it's and this is literally that was the only movie i've ever sat through in my life where once i finished it i felt very nauseous and it wasn't because of what i like visually saw it was what it took out of me to like sit through it like i was super like out of it and i was just like i do not feel good after watching this movie <laughs> like like this this did not leave me in a good uh good state of mind right now <laughs> like i had to i had to literally watch like an animated movie about bears afterwards but i was like completely taken aback by that one. And I cannot remember the name of it. And it's gonna drive me nuts now, but I'll look it up and I'll send it to you okay. later. Cause I'm pretty sure you have seen it. But And it's an it's, older movie, right? Uh, like it hasn't come out like in the past two, three years. No, no, no. It I think it came out in like twenty nineteen. It was like twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Oh, was it called was it called I, Relic? Yes. Oh, okay. So it came out twenty twenty, and it's, um, it's a daughter that goes, um, a daughter and a mother and a grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. Okay, yes. yeah. So I, I think I've seen the trailer. I don't even think I've actually seen the movie though. But I think because I was watching the trailer, that's probably what I was remembering. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I you know here's what's funny is I never even watched the trailer. I saw the poster, mm. and I think it was just those vibes where I was just 
let me just watch a scary movie that I've never seen before. Yeah. Take a I risk. I get you. And I took a risk and I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. I went in blind. I went in blind and I'm not sure if that was a good idea, but maybe it was because it really created an experience where I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it's just one of those yeah. things. And well, everybody go out it's just like and I would, watch Suspiria. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely watch Suspiria. Um, like you mentioned before, like the original is on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it on TV. Um, the 2018 Luca G version is on Amazon yes. Prime. That is where I meant to watch it, but I think I forgot my login, <laughs> so I, wa- I bought it through Google. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely available like pretty much anywhere. Uh, definitely take a chance on both of these yes. movies. They are completely different experiences, and you will either love them or hate them, but you will have... A visually pleasing experience. Yes. And for those who are not familiar with Tubi, it's a completely free streaming service. So it's like no harm, no foul if you end up not really liking the movie. But I think it's worth to check out. I mean, come on, it's free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to, like Tubi's Tubi's pretty much pretty great. Oh service. yeah. Like, I watch majority of, like, of my horror movies on there, which is really surprising. I know, like they they really have like a good selection of yeah. stuff, like, and they're constantly they, changing they their library, with... which is so su- which is super awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're always adding new content yeah. and everything. So, yeah, this is this is not a paid promotion no, for two but we sponsor swear, us but... if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, two if you're listening, <laughs> we use you. Um, but yeah, definitely take a chance. These movies, they're great. Um, Dario Argento is fantastic. Luca G is very creative. It's very very well done. Um, but we will see everybody next time. Um, like usual, I'm going to throw curveballs, and uh, probably next week it'll be an animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little palette cleanser, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you gotta t- you gotta take a step away from like these dark brooding exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, demon-filled ritual mm-hmm. movies. And <laughs> you, you got to take a walk on the light side for a little <laughs> bit. But, um, yeah, we will see everybody later, and we thank you guys for listening. Bye! Bye!